Happy Thursday, Jamsters, and welcome to the Suns Jam Session Podcast. My name is John, I'm the Jane Jam, and I'll be your co-host for this episode. Uh, I'm actually rolling solo for the intro because Matthew will not be joining me on this podcast. I'm actually being joined by a good friend of mine, a fellow sneakerhead, if you will, uh, to talk about the Air Jordans that we love ever so much, and that's what we're doing actually our My Top 3 on. With The Last Dance concluding on Sunday and everything being talked about Michael Jordan, I thought it'd be fun to get together with somebody else who enjoyed sneaker culture as much as I do and go through our list of our My Top 3 Air Jordans of all time. It's a fun subject, and it was nice to have a good friend of mine uh, on the show. Matthew's not feeling well right now, um, so unfortunately he couldn't make it in for this one, but no biggie. Uh, you know He'll be back on Saturday or Sunday whenever we have the next pod come out. So even though Matthew's not here, we are still going to jam because my buddy is Mitchell, so John and Mitchell on this podcast for you. Make sure, as always, you follow the pod on Twitter and Instagram, at Suns Jam. You can follow the Facebook page as well, Suns Jam Session. And you can follow me on Twitter, at Darth Voida. And make sure that you subscribe, rate, and review Bright Side of the Sun podcast, because you're getting all that great Suns content, even though this isn't Suns content, it's Air Jordan sneaker content. Uh, but make sure you rate and review and subscribe to Bright Side of the Sun, where you can get the Suns Jam Session and Fanning the Flames, as always. And as always, even though Matthew's not here, I'm still going to do what I like to do, and that is pop open a beer. Ooh, yeah. And drop the beat. Let's talk sneakers, eh? We're doing something a little different on this Jam Session podcast. I'm actually welcoming in a good friend of mine, Mitchell Latham. Mitchell, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing good, man. I'm I'm finally off work, so <laughs> I, I can finally kick back and relax. <laughs> nice. So you're up actually, in Camp Verde, Arizona, right? I am, momentarily. I'm up here momentarily. Yeah, but... you're, you're working your butt off. <laughs> yeah, still working my butt off. <laughs> Well, unfortunately, Matthew couldn't make it for this session of the jam session, but it is jam, which is normally John and Matthew, but we'll do John and Mitchell this time. Sound good? Sounds great with me. And on top of that, you guys did need another M. Yeah, just in case. And I am the other M. You are the other M, so it worked out perfectly. And one of the reasons I, invo- I invited uh, Mitchell to join us on the jam session podcast this time is a couple different reasons. One, you're like a loyal listener to the show, Correct. I am. I truly am. This is, how, how long have you, you been listening to us? Since you guys were basically starting in the whole garage and you were <laughs> telling me at work, hey, I'm doing a podcast, tune in. And I'm like, okay. And then next thing you know, you started changing names like people change clothes. And I'm like, <laughs> how many times is he going to change his name? <laughs> well, I think, I think jam, Sun's Jam Session is the final one. I think the logo looks nice. I think it sounds nice. Uh, it makes sense, you know, because, I mean, you've been listening to us since we were, like, the Solar Report, right? The Solar Report, yeah. Yep. I mean, now I'm just, like, Sun's Jam, that's it. It's stuck in my head. The Solar Report was good, too. So yeah. That. that one was really good. Yeah, it was good. But, you know, we've grown, and we've changed our name. And, you know, it, it's it's almost like uh, we're a pair of Jordans. Ooh, good segue. Ooh, we're a okay. pair of Jordans, and we're just a different colorway, you know? I mean, so 
Uh, the other reason I'm having you on this podcast is because we're talking my top three Air Jordans. I think that with the documentary that's going on, we have a totality of Michael Jordan's career all put into one 10-part do miniseries documentary. And one thing that they touched on briefly, I think it was in episode five or six, but one thing that I truly love, and I know you do too, is Jordans, the, the shoes. And I thought, you know what, we need to get somebody who's a fellow sneakerhead on here and talk about my top three Air Jordans. You know, I know it's not Suns related, but still, you know, I mean, I had to have you on for that reason. How many, how many pairs of Jordans do you own? Oh, I'm kind of embarrassed to say, but maybe 14 now. <laughs> I just picked up two, like, last week. I legit was just like, you know what? The last time I picked up a pair of Jordans, 2016, so it's been four years. Okay. okay. And I was, I was averaging pickup uh, Jordans about, like, four every week <laughs> Jeez. in 2016, so I was just like, Oh, paycheck. Okay, let's go see what they have on the shelf. And <laughs> sure enough, I'm like, oh, this looks cool. I'll just take that. But, you know, adult hit, I was going to say adult life hit me hard towards, yeah. okay, they I cost money. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I got to spend my money better. But So where do you normally myself. buy those Jordans at? Well, there was a store at um, Scottsdale Quarter mm -hmm. at Nike majority of nobody or majority of everyone there would not buy some J's but the one store that I do go to shout out to AZ Thread AZ Threads baby they low-key have every pair that you need and that's that is like the end of the rainbow road if you'd say it's just that pot of gold is that shot <laughs> yeah if you live in the greater Phoenix area and you don't know about AZ Thread you got to hit that place up it's on uh, I think central right <laughs> Yeah, right by Xavier College. They just yeah. moved. And it's so. funny because, like, I'm not even kidding. They started outside of a parent's house. And then they moved locations to Thomas in the 60s. And then they moved again, like, more, I guess you'd say, east of the Chase Stadium. Mm -hmm. And then this is their final location. Well, I'm hopefully like, they stay there. I love it. You go in that place. If you're a Suns fan, they have a whole side that's just retro gear. I mean, if you want like a 1992-93 NBA Finals shirt that has all the old Suns on them, they got it there. You walk in, they've got just rows of Jordans by model, by colorway. I mean, it's it's legit sick. I mean, it's it's a great place to go shop. So uh, it sounds like you got some dogs up there in Camp Verde, huh? Dude. I'm telling you right now. Are they just uh, roaming the streets? No, it's not the res dog. But <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. The little, fun fact, no, and I used to live on the res too because I lived in Cambridge. So there's probably about two, four, six dogs, like legit this backyard that I'm looking at right now, and then one to the left. Oh, man. And then so I have two more to the right of me. So I'm surrounded by dogs. <laughs> All right, dog. <laughs> Yeah, seriously. What's good, dog? What's up, dog? I feel like I'm part of Snoop Dogg's album right now. Just missing the doghouse. Ain't no fun if the homies can't have none, man. That's so uh, true. I said that as wide as possible, too. That's like nobody says that. It's not any fun if the homies don't have any, my friend. <laughs> so, so real quick, before we get into our top three, uh, God, those dogs are going crazy. Yeah, uh, no, I'm, I apologize, everybody. Should I move inside? Nah, the Wi-Fi is good okay. out there. It's Camp Verde, okay. man. The fact that you have a signal, is a, it's a gift. It's, it's a blessing in disguise, <laughs> we'll just say that. So what is your relationship with like the sneaker geek or sneakerhead culture, if you will? 
Like, do you have a bunch of friends who kind of so, collect, collect shoes too? Or can, how about this? Explain to people what sneakerhead culture is. So sneakerhead culture is just where you basically, to me, this is how I say, if you buy the Jordan, wear them. Mm-hmm. You bought them because they're yours. Don't, don't buy the shoe and then flip them because you're making a profit. To me, that's what the sneaker, I guess you could say, club is now. Yeah. But to me, it's like there's a value to it. This is the reason why I bought the shoe is because there's a story behind it. Mm-hmm. For, for instance, like, I don't know, anytime I buy a Jordan, I'm like, well, are they going to remake this Jordan again? Because I don't want to be wearing the same shoes as everyone else is going to be wearing the next 10, maybe 20 years. Mm-hmm. I'm going to buy the, like, retro of, like, what the hell are those? Where'd you get those? Oh, they yep. dropped this year. Probably never going to see them again. Yeah, like that's the, the beauty 10, of Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about those here in a bit. But, uh, you know, I was, I was trying to equate this, and I was telling my fiance, I'm like, it's kind of like, you know, females when it comes to purses and shoes. You know, I mean, they really like to have, it's that accessory. And guys, we don't have too many accessories, you know. We could wear some jewelry. I'm not a jewelry wearing person. It's, you know, a nice watch. But then if you have a nice pair of shoes on, especially if they're, you know, like basketball shoes that have that rarity to them and people recognize it, it's, uh, it's, it's something we like. It's, it's almost like video games. I'm a big video game person. I just got it's done like, playing Call of Duty for like two hours. Oh, God. And you know what? Uh, <laughs> my mom's boyfriend actually has a PS4, so we can jump on after this. Heck yeah, man. We, I do multiplayer. Just, that's fine. Yeah, we, let's do Warzone. it. There's Warzone. I'm down. Yeah, not Warzone. Right. I do multiplayer. Oh, come on, John. Yeah. I do both, come but I, I prefer multiplayer. But, but that's what's funny. I'm sitting in here. We're doing a podcast together. We're talking about shoes and video games. I'm 37 years old. Uh, that, that is the same me. If, if me from 20 years ago at 17 saw that I was playing video games and collecting Jordans now, he would shake my hand because that's what I loved to do when I was 17 years old. See, and I think that's what else is kind of fun collecting shoes is you get to relive the moment. Yes. You know? It's and the like, memory. The memory. Like, I'm, I, okay, in high school, I think that's when I started becoming like a big sneakerhead. Because... So, so tell me about the first pair of nice basketball shoes you ever bought. First pair of basketball shoes I ever, I guess you say, bought out of my, out of my pocket were mm-hmm. the Derrick Rose Twos. Okay. They were called the L. Very cherry color to them, but they had like these neon, like light blue, going across the ankle. This was like his second pair that he was coming back or coming into the NBA. And everyone's just like, wow, you actually got those Derrick Rose shoes. And they're the most cleanest shoes I've ever owned. Mm-hmm. And to this day, I still have kids from high school basically saying, do you still have those Derrick Rose shoes? <laughs> like, no, man. <laughs> they're, they're done. They're, they're gone. But those are probably like the only shoes that were Adidas in my last pair that were Adidas that I ever bought. I don't know if I've ever owned a pair of Adidas. That's good. I don't. Th- I don't think I have. I uh, my first pair of shoes that I remember buying was with birthday money, back in like 1997. I bought a pair of red Kamikaze twos. Those are what Sean Kemp oh. used to wear. <laughs> so Kemp the used black to, and white ones. He used to have the black and white ones, but I got ones that were black and red. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, and I, I was in seventh grade, and I bought those shoes, and I love the Reeboks, and I loved those shoes, and then. When I went into high school, 
uh, and I got my first job freshman year going into sophomore year, I bought every pair I could of Iverson question mid lows. And you still have some Iverson. I still have to, you see them, I wear them. I, yeah. I, I had, I had ones that were, you know, the red ones, I had the blue ones. I had ones that were khaki on the end. Cause I used to wear like khaki pants cause it was the late nineties and early two thousands. Uh, I mean, those things looked nice. I can never, <laughs> never could afford the Jordans though. I didn't, I couldn't save up for the Jordans. Uh, and back then they were producing them the way that they were now. Cause those, they were, was that 160? Were they 160 back then? Yeah, the yeah. They were like 160 and those Iversons were like a hundred. And I just, I loved, they were the most comfortable shoes. And to this day, I still have three pairs of Iverson question mid lows in three different colors. And they're just the most comfortable shoes ever. And I'm wearing the shit out of them. They should be collector's items. I don't care. I'll wait for Foot Locker to produce some more because they're so comfortable. I think they're actually going to this year. After this year, they should just remake every shoe possible. We, they just have to. They got to give us something. It's We've so been loyal to them. And it's like, it, it is. It's, it's it's cheap production for them, just about. <laughs> <laughs> so what was your first pair of Jordans ever? My first pair of Jordans ever. So I have a funny story about this. Um, so being a basketball player, you know, you'd always go shoe shopping every season or either every summer just because of summer ball. And the one Jordan shoe that I basically got because my dad's like, all right, you need new shoes for the summer. What shoes are you going for? This was the only collection, I believe, it was with uh, Dwayne Wade and Jordan. It was okay. the one that had, like, I'm just trying to describe them. They're low tops, mid tops. But in between each shoe, there's, like, a hole in the okay. middle of, like, where, you know, kind of like where the middle of the foot is. And my dad's like, are you kidding me right now? You're going to waste my money on $220 pair of <laughs> of Jordans that have no grip or anything. It's just stylish. And I looked at my dad, I'm like, yeah, but at the same time, I'm still going to get buckets in them. And he just <laughs> looks at me and he's like, if you don't drop more than 20 each game, I'm ripping those shoes off of you. So I was like, all right, bet. <laughs> believe it, I always went for 20, 20, 20, no matter what. I was just like, I'm going and I'm dropping 20. I want to keep these shoes. I want to keep those shoes. My dad, he wasn't like really strict, but when it came to basketball sports, he's like, you better, you, you earn them. You got to work for them. All right, Pop, I got you. So those were probably first pair of Jordans I ever bought. And then first retro pair of Jordans, I was maybe a junior in high school. Okay. Um, my friend actually was wearing True Blue 3s. And mm. he's like, look, man, I don't like to wear these. These are not my favorite. I'll sell them to you. Like, well, let me think about it. I don't know how much retro Jordans cost. This is all new to me, you know. Retro Jordans are now like releasing back with like the Nike Air, you know. And he's like, well, I bought them for two twenty, but I'll give them to you for one eighty. Okay. I'm like, deal. Yeah. Deal. So. And which Jordans are those? The True Blue Three. Okay, gotcha. Yes. So I'll, I'll, I'll go in depth on that because that's one of my tops for this. <laughs> okay, okay. I don't want to jump the gun a little bit, but we'll get to yeah. that here just in a second. I think uh, my first pair of Jordans were actually the, the 12s. I had, they were 12. Uh, they were all white with 
uh, dark gray on them. They're, and uh, they were the lows. I always like the lows. You know, I'm not wearing these to play basketball in. I'm a white dude who just can shoot. So I just like the low shoes. Uh, and I remember I bought those after I got back from Korea. That was actually the first pair of Jordans I ever owned. And uh, man, I wore those things in the ground too, but those were great shoes. So, so without further ado, let's hop into our, uh, our top three, huh? Our top three Air Jordans of all time. Do you want to bat lead off on this one? You know, you're new to the show, so I'm going to give you the floor and you tell me what's number three on Mitchell's list of Air Jordans. Oh man. All right. You're starting from three to one. Yeah. You go, you go three to your number one. Ooh. All right. So my number three was kind of a toss up for me just only because there's a story behind them and they're retro fours. Okay. Retro four breads. They were released in 2011. So they still have like the Jumpman logo. They didn't mm-hmm. start releasing, I think, the Nike Air logo in 2014 or 2016. I know I'm probably going to get booed at from some sneakerhead that's listening to the podcast, but I can't remember <laughs> the time date. But um, I actually went with my roommate at the time to go pick up these red boards. And he paid 240 for them, and he's like, look, since you drove me, I'm giving you Retro 4s, Reds, yours for 160 And so then I basically was like, okay. And I did my research on it because I was in communications and my teacher's like, all right, you get to do whatever report you want to do that you like to talk about. 10 slide, your choice. And I was like, all right, perfect. I'm going to do Retro Jordans. And Retro 4s were my number one at the time. Now my number three. (laughs) And the reason why I went with Red 4s is just only because now watching this documentary, you see them basically take off with retros i think probably his third season in the nba yeah well i mean the the ones you're talking about so you're talking about the jordan fours and when you say there's a couple things that i want to throw out there for people who aren't sneakerheads okay one uh when you say bread that means black and red so when you say like bread fours that's those are the michael jordan black and red fours and another term we'll use is colorway so essentially, they release a couple different colorways initially for Jordan. It's the, the breads, the black and red ones, and then they'll have a white version, you know, so he's in compliance with the NBA. So when you're talking about those, uh, those fours, those actually came out in what, 1989. And those are actually the shoes that Jordan was wearing when he made the shot in uh, game five of the 89 first round against the Cavaliers. When Craig Elo's fallen over, that's an Air Jordan bread four in the air when he's pumping his fist and saying, go home, motherfuckers. Oh, motherfuckers, yep. Yes. The funny thing about those shoes that most people don't know is in that season, they were swept by the Cavs. They were 0-6 during the regular season. And they yeah. come in the playoffs, and they won. And here he is wearing the bread fours. Yep. And I'm like, wow, those are the most iconic shoes ever. And still, to this day, they sell out like wildfire. Oh, I know. They're uh... – they're some of my favorite as well. So I'm actually kind of glad that you went with the fours because I had the bread fours as my number three and now I get to change it. Okay. Great because I don't know about, I don't know if you have the air Jordan ones on your list, but I wanted, I, I had to, I had to put that on my list, but I, I wasn't going to, because again, I love those fours, but you did so sweet. So I, so for my number three, I'm going to do, 
just the black and red Air Jordans that came out in 1984 for now a couple different reasons. They absolutely revolutionized shoe wear. Absolutely did. I mean, back in the day, back in 84, you had Bird and you had Magic and, a lo- and some other stars in the NBA rocking the Converses, which were nice looking shoes. I got nothing against those. But when Nike released the Air Jordan 1s on September 15th, 1985, it changed everything. Those shoes to this day are so iconic. You see uh, Patrick Peterson wears them. I remember I was at a, a Arizona Cardinals preseason practice, you know, where you can go out to the stadium and just watch them practice. And there's Pat Pete out there, and I hollered out. I was like, hey, Pat Pete, nice Jays. And he turned around and, like, pointed at me. So they, they wear them there. I was watching a comedy special the other day, and the comedian's wearing that. I mean, everybody has a, a pair of those Air Jordans or at least knows what they look like. They're so iconic. I own a pair of those. I have the shattered backboards, which are the black and – orange ones, which look ever so nice whenever I'm wearing my Phoenix Suns gear. You put those and bad boys on and you go to the stadium, you're looking fresh. And those are still the hardest shoes to get. High tops, low tops. That's why I was like, wow, you really got those at AV Fred? Shout out. Yeah, I and mean, for sure. I still don't own a pair of retro ones to this day. That's safe. But. Well, I only actually, I mean, you discussed earlier, you own 14 pairs. I have like two pairs of Jordans. I have the retro ones and I have the Jordan threes golf shoes and that's it. But I'm working on my collection and I want those bread fours, man. Yeah. To this day, I have my bread fours in a box. Sometimes I'll break them out, but the sway is just, the sway is like cracking. So I'm like, kind of like, ah, do I wear this anymore? Well, but you also have those fours that are black and gold, right? I've seen you wear those around work. So ones are the king. (laughs) Yes. They got the king's crown on them. Cleanest fours, I think, that were made. Other than those were the, I think, what the fours. And basically, the what the fours are, all of the fours that were colored weighed, ever made, into both the left and the right foot. So they Uh, patched them. Gotcha. So you have, like, part of the bread fours on one part. Yeah. You have part of the true blue fours on one part. And it's like, wow, all in one shoe. Who would have thought? Damn you, Nike. <laughs> uh, Take one, my money everywhere we go. One last thing on the uh, the Jordan 4s is those are the shoes that are uh, in Do the Right Thing, Spike Lee's movie in 89. <laughs> yeah, he had them rocking the Jordan 4. So, All right, so I'll, I'll go into my number two, if you don't mind. I don't mind. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Uh, I absolutely – like I want – this is so close to being my number one. These shoes are so nice. They are the Jordan 8 Carmines. I absolutely, I love the Carmine. So Carmine is it's a colorway of the Air Jordan 8, and it's primarily white and red. And if you go back and you look at the history of the Air Jordan 8s, they're the shoes that he wore in the 92-93 season. And actually, I have a couple old Michael Jordan cards and uh, from his Olympic days on the Dream Team, and he was actually wearing those Carmine reds while posing for the Dream Team. Just another beautiful shoe. Again, if you have a chance to Google Carmine 8 Jordan, uh, it's a beautiful shoe. And if you look at a lot of the photos, th- that's Jordan in his prime. Jordan in his prime is 92, 93, the year, unfortunately, that they beat the Phoenix Suns. And he was doing it wearing Carmines. Or I'm, I'm sorry, he was doing it wearing 8s, but the Carmine 8s are so clean. They're my next purchase if I can save up a little bit of money. <laughs> oh, what, what do you think of those? Eights too. 
I I love the apes. You I have actually apes? have I have a pair of ninety three. They're called <laughs> Retro Apes ninety three. They have the ninety three on the back of the pool oh, tab, sick. the hill tab. So it's like, how can you? Like I said, it just repeats history. And it's like, man, you really wore these heavy ass shoes and dropped buckets. Oh yeah. Like, that's what's in, that's what's crazy. When you start to get some of the later models, they're a lot lighter, and the technology's kind of caught up to where basketball shoes need to be. But yeah, those old shoes, even the ones, the ones are like the most uncomfortable shoes ever. They look fresh, but they are so uncomfortable. And Jordan talked about that in the doc when he put on the ones <laughs> for the last time in Madison Square Garden, and his feet were bleeding. I mean, they're not comfortable shoes. And that's where I was like, man, I'm like, I do not know how you played in them at the garden and dropped, what, 48? Was it 48? I'm I don't like, know what wow. he did. It was a lot, <laughs> you know? I mean, about 40. But that just, that just shows you. But, uh, but that's my number two, the Air Jordan 8 Carmines. Oh, and Carmines, a color of red, by the way. That's where they got it from. <laughs> so my number two, um, they're the Retro 9s. I know Retro 9s are kind of funky looking. Yes, like they are. Shoes, <laughs> say. But um, the retro nines that I got to, I guess, decide was the Kilroy's. And okay. the retro nine Kilroy's are a specific shoe that were released when Jordan retired. Okay. So yeah, yes, yes. When Jordan, you love these when, shoes. I've, you have a couple pairs of these. The reason why I love retro nines Kilroy's is because they were my first shoe that I waited in line for really ever so at metro metro mall central mm -hmm. phoenix um they would make you wait in line outside the mall and then basically give you like a uh movie ticket mm -hmm. and so once you have that movie ticket that means you you have a way of getting the pair so i'm not kidding you it's we've been waiting for basically a whole 10 hours outside of metro mall and I get these shoes, did not know much about them. But when I got there, everyone, like the shirts, you know, when you're walking in, it says, who's Kilroy? And for mm. most people who are listening to the podcast, I'll, I'll give you a little spiel of who Kilroy is. Johnny Kilroy, so, right? Johnny Kilroy. He's a fictional character. Basically, um, they kind of made it a marketing thing planned for Jordan when he retired from the NBA. And that Nike had decided to basically disguise his ego after Johnny Kilroy. So Kilroy became on TV commercials. He had his own upper deck based basketball card. So you're thinking this guy's oh he's in the NBA. He has his own basketball yeah basically basketball card. And they don't know who the guy is. So you huh. think about it. People are turning, tuning in on the Bulls just to see who Johnny Kilroy is. <laughs> I'm like, genius. I used to be a marketing major, so it's like, all right, I know exactly what they're doing. They make you want to tune in to the Bulls game oh, or yeah. either tune into any Nike commercial that there is. Um, the, Again, revolutionary. <laughs> revolutionary. And the crazy thing about these Kilroys is they were – I guess you say gray around like the toe of the shoe all around to the heel. Mm -hmm. Black suede. Yes. And on the tongue, on the front part, it says Johnny Kilroy. And then inside the tongue, it says Kilroy kicks butt. <laughs> and on the back of the shoe, it has stitch number four. 
Yeah, I, I was looking. I was looking at it because I, you know, while you mentioned that, I googled it. They're nice looking shoes. That's for sure. And They're nice looking shoes. Till this day, I love those shoes and hate hate them because they bring back such good memories, but at the same time, bad memories. Because the girl I was dating at the time made me sell those shoes. Ah. Oh. Oh. What we do for love, right? Hey, what we do for love. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And that's a, something that's very important when you talk about sneaker culture. People wait in line. They know when these things are coming out. They know there's a limited amount of quantity that's being released. And you go and you wait in line and hope you have a shot at purchasing these things because they're rare. It's not like a pair of, I don't know, white Converse's or, you know, or white Adidas that everybody has. You know, these things come out in limited quantities and they're collector's items. That's why so many professional basketball players and professional athletes, period, whenever they get a chance to show off their closet, it's showing that off. It's not showing off that I've got a ton of shoes. It's showing off that I have a ton of rare shoes, things that are hard to get. And I mean, to your point, you know, standing at Metro Center Mall waiting to get some Johnny Kilroy's Air Jordan 9s. I mean, that's impressive. And it, and it was on October... 2012 Jeez. <laughs> 20th anniversary of when those shoes dropped well what's interesting so. about those shoes is they're they were never worn by jordan in a basketball game because he had retired now they turned those shoes actually into cleats for him when he played baseball but again you know it's not something that if you go back and you can look at some footage of jordan playing basketball you're like oh man that's the nine nah he never wore these uh while playing basketball it, they were featured in a couple different pop culture moments. I remember the Little Rascals movies, uh, yeah. Butch, you know, kind of the, yeah. the, the white trash kid with the blonde mullet. Like he was rocking some Jordan 9s. And then there's a picture of Tupac and uh, he, there's a Thug Life photo from 93. And he's rocking the 9s too. So those are, that's a good pick at number two. I can't, I got to give you that. To me, well, so back to your saying. So when he did go play baseball, the retro nines that were made for him were called the Baron Nines. So I remember those, yeah, for the for the Bar Birmingham Barons. I remember that. Out Baron Nines. I was so close to getting those two, but I'm like, yeah, we're gonna just go with the Kilroy Nines. <laughs> so this day, those are my favorite nines. I did pick up another pair of nines last week as well, and they're called "If You Can Dream It, You Can Do It," and those are Pat's Michael, basically evolved. Michael Jordan, so inspirational. All right, is, right? <laughs> here we go. It's time for number one. But before we go into number one, I will say one thing. Thinking about this, because you're talking about like the Birmingham Barons and, and, you know, shoes when he's playing baseball. I think I'm more of a jersey guy than I am a shoe guy. Because I have a ton of jerseys. Because thinking about that, like I have a Michael Jordan White Sox number 45 jersey in my closet. Do you really? I do. Wow, I have a, I have a Bo Jackson number eight. Right Hell Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we and both I got, to got to wear that <laughs> in yeah. Chicago, and everyone's like, "Damn, that's a clean jersey." And yeah, like, the only one I have. <laughs> but I like I was thinking about that. I'm like, you look at baseball, basketball, football. I mean, I got a ton of Cardinals jerseys. I have an I have a Arizona Cardinals Emmett Smith jersey. Yay me! <laughs> I got some random shit. I've always I've bought jerseys my whole life. Shoes, yeah, I just, just it's just a little too expensive. I bought um two Clipper jerseys, Lamar Odom. What you bought blue. that? Yeah, I love Lamar Odom. Don't get me wrong, Lamar Odom was a true. Let's just say he was a true Scotty Pippen to Kobe. Gotcha. Yeah, for that last title. 
that was his Robin. Yeah. That was his Robin. If there was no Lamar Odom, who who else was there? Paul Gasol. Paul Gasol, yeah. But Paul. Trevor Ariza. <laughs> Trevor Ariza, yeah. Don't get me <laughs> a, wrong. But a young Trevor Ariza. <laughs> but and then I picked up a Andre Miller as well. Really? What's yeah. your affinity for the Clippers? You know, the funny thing is I actually my first jersey was a uh, Lamar Odom Clippers jersey. Red. It was all red with the white outing. Um, and then my second pair of jersey was a Boston Celtics Paul Pierce. Really? So, what Suns yeah. jerseys do you have? The only Suns jersey I had was Penny Hardway because I'm named nice. after him. Yeah, your middle um, name's Anthony. That's right. And then I had a Steve Nash jersey that was like the retro, so black and orange. Mm-hmm. And then I have, I, also, a, I have a Nash Wild West one. The old eighties. Uh, purple oh, really? I got a Nash one like that, and I got an Orange Crush Nash. Okay. Yeah, I got a okay. bunch of random jerseys. I also got a Laker Nash jersey, too. Oh, burn that shit. Well, I I think someone stole it from me. Good. Could have been one of my exes, for all I know. <laughs> See, that's what she should have made you sell was that, not those Jordan 9s. <laughs> all right, sorry, I've gotten off topic. What's uh, What's your number one Air Jordan of all time, Mitchell? All right. My number one, this is going to be no shocker to you, are the True Blue Threes. Mm-hmm. Now, the reason why I chose the True Blue Threes is because there's, there's a lot of history to this. Without the True Blue Threes, there would have been no Retro Jordan ever to be made ever again. Or at, at least make Retro Jordans an icon as they are now. Mm-hmm. Um, when Michael Jordan did sign uh, with Nike, their I guess Nike had lost their two most important employees. It was Peter, who was the creative director. Yeah, Peter and the vice Moore. President. Yep, and uh, Rob Strasser. Mm-hmm. He was the vice president. Yep. So both, both helped bring Jordan into the Nike fam. And when he was coming up to his contract, the end of his Nike contract, guess who stepped in for both of those guys? Spike Lee. No. (laughs) Take another guess. He he works for Nike. Tinker Hatfield. Tinker Hatfield. The master of designing Jordan shoes. Without Tinker Hatfield, there would be no retro Jordans. That's set in stone. There's no retro Jordan. For most people who don't know Tinker Hatfield, he is a former duck at Oregon University. He was Mm -hmm. a track athlete. And he actually organized i guess you say um trade shows and retail space for nike and then he somehow got placed into the nike design in 85 so he kind of i don't know someone pushed him into the nike design and said hey you're building shoes for michael jordan Mm -hmm. so crazy thing too his first pair that he did make was the air max one yep and those took off again those are some of the most popular shoes ever made so, <laughs> without Hatfield, I don't think Nike would be where it's at. It's oh, you're, com- at you're, com- you're completely correct on that. So, for and, those people who don't know, the Jordan 3s, those are kind of the funky-looking ones. Yeah, I have those in golf shoes, and they got kind of a funny – they're definitely like a, got the 80s look to them, right? Oh, yeah. They, 80s look to the T. They're definitely like your low-top shoes to where mm-hmm. you can wear almost anywhere. Mm-hmm. Riding a bicycle, playing soccer – we did hoops, let's be honest. 
yep, or even yep. just going out and partying. But one of the retro threes, Jordan had asked for a low top and light shoe to play in. So Tinker's like, all right, I'm going to go to work. And this is the actual first shoe to have an air bubble and the sole. Mm-hmm. And for most people who are like, well, what did he talk about? Retro threes are the shoes that Jordan had won and the best, I guess you say, probably one of the best slam dunk contests against Dominique Wilkins. Yes, sir. The 1988 <laughs> slam dunk contest. And they're like, well, what do you mean? Dominique Wilkins is in many. This is where he actually leaps from the free throw line. Yep. That iconic so, picture, he's rocking the threes. So that's another crazy thing about these retro threes is he basically made history in them in a low-top shoe because most of the NBA were wearing high tops. You look at every player back in the 80s, they're wearing, like, Converse up to their, like, basically knee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Adidas wasn't making much basketball shoes because they were making money on the track and the Olympics. Mm-hmm. So with this shoe, I think what kind of helped the cred, uh, credibility of the Retro 3 and, I guess, Jordan was that he won his first MVP in these shoes. He was the leading scorer in the league with 35 points per game. Mm-hmm. He was the first and only defensive player of the year. He would made it to the All-Star, did the free throw line dunk, and he won the All-Star MVP. All in the he same helped, season. <laughs> and it, it gets even better. He helped Spike Lee uh, reprise Mars. Yep, so Mars Blackman. And then it kind of helped forward, looking forward to the retro fours and fives. And it just took off. And that's, that's, that's why I chose pick, retro threes. <laughs> that's a great pick, man. The threes are so iconic for so many different reasons. Those are the commercials with uh, Spike Lee where it's like, it's got to be the shoes, right? Exactly. It's gotta yeah. be the shoes. It's gotta be and the shoes. Just I'm not a and huge fan of the threes, just the way that they look per se, because they are very eighties out. But to your point, I mean, they are so iconic. They are so vital to the entire air Jordan brand and how that blossomed into Jumpman and everything. It all really starts with the, the threes, you know, the Jordan ones were an opportunity for Jordan just to get a shoe out there. But the Jordan 3s are when it really turned into almost like an art form. Yep. And they took off. Like, to me, retro 3s are still the most classy shoes that you could almost get away for wearing. Oh, no. Oh, no. My my number one is is the classiest shoe ever. But before I jump into that, I do want to talk about real quick the Jordan 6s. I love the Jordan 6s. They're the 1991 shoes. They were the shoes he was wearing when he won the 1991 NBA title against Magic Johnson. I mean, they're just great-looking shoes. But my number one, easily, and not even without a question. So growing up, I used to draw a lot. And I used to draw Michael Jordan, you know, doing the slam dunk contest, just doing stuff. You know, that that was my doodling. I used to doodle Michael Jordan. And I always – Doodles fantastic too. So I can only imagine what you were doing. I still have some. I still have some of these old ones, and uh, yeah, I'm an artist, so I like to draw. And I used to always have to put Jordan in a pair of shoes, right? Mm-hmm. So I picked the classiest shoes out there, the best Jordans there are. My number one Air Jordan shoe are the Elevens, baby. The black and white Elevens, the Concords, the basics. Okay, I don't need the breads. 
I don't need the oh. UNC ones. No, because the, the, the breads are nice. But again, it's hard to see that nice suede that goes on them, man. It's hard to see it because the, the top of the shoe is black too. I like the white, black, white look of those Jordan 11s. So for those of you who are wondering what shoe I'm talking about, it's the ones that he wore in the 72 and 10 season. You know, essentially he wore them in the playoffs the year before when he came back from retirement. So Tinker Hatfield, who again, as Mitchell uh, mentioned earlier, really is the one who started designing Jordan shoes and took them to a next level. And he uh, designed a ton of shoes for Jordan. And when Jordan was uh, playing baseball, these are the next ones that he designed for him. And Jordan absolutely loved these shoes, loved them. In fact, he got fined from the NBA because everybody else is wearing black shoes on his team and he gets fined five grand because he's not following the policy. You know, he's wearing these white shoes that have this black on them. I mean, they're just, they're so nice. They're formal. I mean, people started wearing these to prom, to weddings, because they've got that nice classy look to them. They almost look like an old Fred Astaire dance shoe. That's what they, they, they got the shine to them but they're comfortable. They've got the, uh, the white and the black contrast. I don't know. I just think it's the perfect shoe. And if anybody out there wants to assist me in finally getting a pair of these, just hit me up on Venmo at John Voida. I mean, just throw some cash my way. Please help me finally get these. I know they got them at AZ Threads in abundance because it's probably the most popular shoe not, that is not the Air Jordan 1. Would you agree? I would agree. And I own two Retro 11 pairs. I Fuck own the you, bread. man. I need some. And here's the other thing. Why I hate the new, I guess to say, the new retros that are coming out of the Bread 11s. Because they put them, they put four or five on them now. Yeah, I saw that. Like, who, wants, who, who wants four or five? Put two, three. And, and did, he two, wear, three. did he wear 45 on those? He was wearing. Uh, he wore them in the series against. Orlando? The, uh, Orlando. I thought and he was that's wearing when, the other ones. Well, that's. And that's when they played the Hornets, and what's his name, uh, Bryce Harper, went off on them the first game. Right? Bryce, Har- Bryce Harper, he plays for the Phillies. No, not Bryce Harper. No, you're Sorry. talking about what's B.J. Armstrong. Yeah, B.J. Armstrong. Wow, do I miss baseball? <laughs> yeah, don't, don't we all? <laughs> don't we all? Well, and that's when he's like, all right, well, I'm now going to show you who really is the king of embarrassing people and he just tore him up wearing two three because i think he said four five it was not two three and you hear horace grant saying oh shit he really just said that to him you <laughs> know he's coming back and whooped him well in that series they ended up losing that series though it wasn't until yeah. the next year 95 96 when he wore those shoes the entire year he and he was wearing the 11s the concords and the breads so he was wearing those kind of interchangeably interchangeably throughout the year but uh, man, those are just some—they're just perfect-looking shoes, in my opinion. Yeah, you—you you honestly, I wore those. He wore them in Space Jam. I mean, yeah, you warmed the prom, didn't you? I did. <laughs> Boom! See, you just made my case for me. The Jordan Elevens, so nice. And don't get me wrong, Jordan Elevens are—they're definitely the shoes that people die for. Sorry, people have lost lives to those, but it's true. <laughs> like, I—I I knew a kid who got shot over for his Jays. Really? Of the Levens, yeah. So I'm like, wow, I'm not wearing my Levens out in public whatsoever. So now I just play ball in them. And they're the most com- comfortable shoes ever. Well, and that's why Jordan them. Jordan loves them. Well, he says it's too narrow on his toes. But he loves he loves their look. He thinks they're the he best looking the look. shoes that Tinker ever made for him. Oh, yeah. 
disease are like, oh, I'm going to be out in my pool having a nice cigar in my 11s for sure. Exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> for sure. so there you go, Suns Jamsters. Uh, there's our top three Air Jordans. Again, I know it's not Suns related, but you know what? With everything that's going on, Jordan in the world, I thought it'd be fun to sit and talk with somebody about uh, some Jordan. So let us know what you think. You know, hit us up on Twitter at Suns Jam. You can email the show, session at gmail.com. Hit us up on Instagram. Uh, check out our Facebook page. Uh, but whatever you do, you know, let us know what you think about the Jordans. You know, what's your favorite pair and why? As you can see with Mitchell and I talking, there's a story behind every pair. It's not like, oh, that looks nice. We're like, no. Those Jordan 11s, I drew those so many times on Jordan, and they're the one shoes that I want to have. The Jordan 3, True Blue 3s for Mitchell, you know, that he has a historic uh, memory of those, and, and you know, it, it means a lot to him. So let us know what you guys think. You know, again, hit us, hit us up on the show. Mitchell, you want to let people know where they can find you on social media, or just yeah. should they leave you the fuck alone? <laughs> you do both. I mean, if, if you want to talk smack about the choices I choose, you can uh, find me on Instagram at anfreni95. That is A-N-F-R-E-N-E-E 95. <laughs> 95. <laughs> and you can hit me up on Twitter at Darth Voida. So we appreciate you hanging out for Sun's Jam Session. And, and Mitchell, thanks for, thanks for finally coming on the show, man. It's nice to have a listener on the show. <laughs> I know. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. It's a huge thing that I was like, all right, He's telling me, he's telling me someday, hey, you're going to be on the show. All right. I'm standing by the call. I'm like in the NFL draft class right now. Just like, all right. Well, you've been drafted, my friend. You've been drafted. But uh, that, th- that's all I've got to say. Uh, I'm going to stop talking now. Can, can I uh, do a quote uh, of Matthew? Yeah, go for it. Go ahead and love your family. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's pretty good.